Hello and welcome to this The Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Graham Hall and I've been working with dogs and their people for over 10 years now. You might know me as the dog father and you might have caught me on television's dogs behaving very badly. Once the TV show airs, I'm inundated with requests for advice on how to deal with various behavioural issues in dogs. And now I can bring you the answers directly on this podcast. By the end of this, I hope you'll feel able to start your, your new dog training regime. Because that sounds very strict, doesn't it? Well, don't worry, we'll have a bit of a laugh along the way too. Today I want to talk about fearfulness in dogs. Now, this can manifest in a number of different ways in different dogs. There's fight and flight. You probably recognise the ideas behind those ones. But there's also freezing and fawning. So I'll get to all of those reactions in due course. But let's start with fight. Francesca's been in touch about her chihuahua, Lionel. His fear presents as aggression. Hi there Graham, my name is Francesca. I could really do with some tips on how to manage my male chihuahua dog who is soon to be six years old. Every time we take him out, any dog he sees, he will bark at, he pulls on the lead and he's actually really quite aggressive with his behaviour. We don't know whether he would actually bite another dog, we're actually too concerned to let him go near another dog he's been like this since he was a puppy when he got spooked by a labradoodle puppy of the same age a switch just went in his head and it was like he just become not tolerant of any other dog like real fear his hackles you know his hair on his back will stand up and it's almost like he's always ready to have a fight. Uh, as a family, we are super embarrassed by his behaviour. We don't know what to do. We avoid all places where it's highly populated with people walking their dogs just because he is that embarrassing. So any advice would be much appreciated. Thanks. Well, the first thing to say is, hi, Francesca. Thanks for getting in touch about Lionel. That's really interesting. What comes across from you is that you're really embarrassed about that behaviour. We'll come back to that, and I can understand why. But there's another thing that that sort of really pinged with me when when you said it, and it was because this Labradoodle had a little pop at him. Something switched in his head. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? That was the switch between fight and flight. So, you know, most fearful dogs look fearful. You know, they back off, they hide behind your legs. Um, they run away if they're off lead, given half a chance. But sometimes what happens is something sort of big happens. At least it's big in the in the dog's head. And they, they have a little pop back. They have a fight back. They feel backed into a corner psychologically. And that's often the day when they learn that they can right and that switch flicks it's like i don't have to stand for this i don't have to run away i can big it up and 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 often the smaller the dogs the more they do it you know and they they really go for it and they really really bark and often the other dog goes oh well whatever suit yourself and off they go and then your dog thinks oh haha that worked let's add that to the uh, the to-do list you know and so they switch into that fight mode so he sort of taught himself that fight works for him so he thinks that's I think what's going on. That's why he switched. Now, you sent me a little video clip as well, which was really handy. I can see that he's wagging his tail, which is interesting. A lot of people get confused about that. He's like, what's going on? Because he's kicking off and he's barking, but he's wagging his tail. Doesn't that mean he's a happy dog? 
Actually, it doesn't. Waggy tail is just excitement. And often that's not a good kind of excitement. And it isn't in Lionel's case. Everything about the whole picture is a dog barking at other dogs. He's screaming. He's really shouting, get away. The tail's just backing up the fact that he's excited. So waggy tail, not always excitement. I know you're getting uh, embarrassed and I can I can see that you, you, you're sort of trying to run away from the problem. He's, he's barking at other dogs and understandably you're rushing on. And that's what often happens. There's no doubt it is embarrassing when you've, you've got a dog that's badly behaving um, because, you know, you're always thinking, you know, what on earth do other people think? You know, sometimes they say things that reinforce that. It's not always as bad as you imagine. But I had a client who was uh, a teacher of children with uh, additional needs and she had a, a, an interesting thought on this, that, that parents are, are, are often really embarrassed by the behaviour of their children out and about, and they can't help it. And for some people, it almost hurts them on a physical level. But there's two ways of focusing on this. You, you can either focus on what you've, what you've got out to do, in their case, go to the shoe shop and get the kids some shoes, or you can focus on what you think people are thinking about you. And the people who just focus on the job in hand, have a much better experience. The more you worry, the worse it gets. And, you know, there's a phrase I use a lot, which is, you know, what other people think of me is none of my business, right? That everybody's got their own opinion. We're all entitled to it. I can't actually change really what they're thinking. So, you know, I'll just get on and do the thing. So try not to worry about it too much, because here's the thing. The more embarrassed you look, the more anxious you feel, the more that rubs off on your dog. So he can he can see that you've clammed up. He can see that you're rushing on. Everything about this is saying to him, yeah, yeah, I'm scared. You look terrified. Let's get out of here. So to some extent, what we need to do is is get Lionel to, to face his fears, and, and I suppose you, but... When I say that, that maybe conjures an image of you're going to go straight up to dogs and just force Lionel to, to face them and all that. Now, that's a, a recipe for disaster, I've got to say, because he's going to be put in a position where he just can't think straight. The red mist has come down, so to speak. He won't be able to listen to you if you're trying to tell him, you know, no, or even if he's a good boy, if he's quiet for a moment. It's just too much. But the other extreme which is what people often do, is to run away, in effect. They avoid the problem at all costs. So they'll walk the dog perhaps at five o'clock in the morning, take the dog to places where you just never see another dog, or indeed the people that make him react as well. So you've got two extremes going on. Make him face his fears and go rushing up to them, or just completely avoid it. And guess what? Neither of those two extremes is going to help. Like a lot of things in life, the way forward is the middle ground. So yes, he needs to see dogs he needs to see people but it could be at a certain distance so you've got to find out what the right distance is for you and Lionel so that you know he's looking at them he's you know not happy you've got a mini version of the behavior and then you're able to tell him firmly and, and absolutely without getting yourself excited no uh, uh, no perhaps stand between him uh, and the dog over there as well but when he backs down and this is the bit that we all miss because they fall off the radar You've got to praise him for being a good boy. So if he's doing nothing, quite often what happens is he gets no feedback whatsoever. So you're walking along, he's being fine, there's nothing from you. As soon as he starts to, to, to bark, it's like, no, oip, no, pack it in. So he's living in this world where people just nag at him and that doesn't help either. But the only way you'll get a bit of good behaviour that you can praise is by getting the distance right.
it's often the case with behaviours like this that it becomes a real vicious circle, if you'll excuse the pun. You know, he gets anxious, he behaves badly, you therefore get anxious, he sees that you're anxious, he gets more anxious, and so it goes on. But there's another factor here, because I, I, I know that you've got another dog and you're worried that it's rubbing off on your second dog, and a lot of people will, will recognise that. So <laughs> it, it's a triple whammy, isn't it? So here's the thing. Focus on the dog that's got the biggest problem. If we can fix Lionel, you'll fix your other dog, right? Your other dog will be reassured. And there's another thing too. If your other dog sees that you're taking control of the situation, you look confident, even if you're not feeling it entirely, by the way, it rubs off on both of them. But focus on the dog that's got the problem and the other dog will see that all's well. Now, these, these kind of problems often seem to affect little dogs more than big ones. And everybody says, oh, well, you know, it's because this bigger dog scared him. But actually, dogs don't see size in quite the same as us. I mean, we might walk down the road, see a big person walking towards us and be a little bit intimidated, rightly or wrongly. Dogs aren't quite like that. And I think we've all seen... For example, you know, the Jack Russell in the in the park that's scaring the great big dog and the big dog's sort of bouncing backwards out of the way. But when you get it the other way around, it's really scary. And one of the most difficult cases like this I ever had to cope with was a Rottweiler. And I love the breed. I've had Rotties myself, but a Rottweiler that was fearful aggressive. She lived in Leicester and she would drag her owner across an urban dual carriageway barking at a dog just to get rid of them. Once they're out of sight, she was fine. She didn't want to hurt it, actually. All the evidence was there. She didn't want to get hold of it and kill it, which she easily could have done. It was just all about getting rid, getting rid. But can you imagine that? An owner being dragged across a road by a Rottweiler that was being aggressive. That, that was a big problem. So we've talked about dogs being aggressive because they're fearful. And by the way, often people will say, look, I don't think my dog's aggressive. I think he's scared. So actually, both things can be true. He can be acting aggressively because he's scared, right? And if he's about to bite somebody, that's, that's something we need to deal with. But there are other reactions as well. And, you know, things that you might see and not realise that it's because your dog's scared. Well, the, the obvious one and you probably would realise, actually, is, is, is the flight one. You know, if a dog runs off, I went to see somebody once in, uh, actually in Swindon, had a beagle uh, who was scared of a lot of things. Moved house, first day went out for a walk, dog spooked him in the park, and off he went. He ran and ran and ran, and actually found his own way home. Uh, two hours later, they found him on the doorstep of the house they'd moved to hours previously. Amazing what dogs can do in terms of homing instinct. But that's, that's one for another podcast, perhaps. But that's flight. The less obvious ones are freezing and fawning. So I went to see a Doberman uh, once who, who was uh, quite scary because he'd, he'd see something and freeze. It was like somebody'd flicked a switch. He would lock up completely for about two, three seconds, do nothing, just stare, and then he'd go into fight mode. So if you get a dog that freezes, some dogs will hit the deck, you know. Often that's followed by one of the other reactions. They either stop and then run away or stop and go forward and attack. So so freezing is, a, is, is one of those indicators. When people say it, I think, ah, yeah, that's likely to be fear. And finally, fawning. The, the one that we think about with fawning is the little puppy who's out in, a, out in the park. Big dog comes up and they go upside down. You know, people say, oh, showing submission, it's sort of. They're, they're kind of going, oh, please don't hurt me, I'm a little puppy. But you get it with big dogs as well. In fact, I was, I was working with a Newfoundland very recently. 
And if you watch the telly next year, you might even see it. And at one point, he was a bit nervous about something, and he's 80 kilos, and he threw himself on the ground upside down like a puppy and went, please don't hurt me, when another dog came up. Bless him. He was lovely and massive. So that's fawning. When you get that a lot, that's a sign that a dog's... It's it's a technique that they do to sort of appease the other dog. So it's kind of low-level fear, if you like. In of itself, if that's the only thing you've got, I wouldn't worry about it too much. But for info, that's a dog that's a bit scared. If you do have a, a problem with a dog that's, that's showing some sort of fearful reaction, you're absolutely not on your own. I was doing a bit of, a couple of studies recently into uh, some science that's been done uh, in Finland where they, uh, they, they surveyed uh, over a thousand dogs and found that over 70% showed some signs of fear in some reactions. So it's, it's not that unusual. But if you've got something that's really troubling you and you think it's making your dog unhappy well you can always always look for a for a local dog trainer or behaviorist of course but the principles you're always going to be following are you know rewarding better behaviors so if your dog is scared the alternative would be looking a bit confident or inquisitive so when they're doing those things that's when you want to praise them so if you've got a dog who's hanging back and oh i don't know i'm not sure about that give them a few moments give them a bit of extra distance if if need be and when they start to use their nose and start sniffing and coming forwards that's that's them being a bit braver if you like being inquisitive that's always going to get a bit of calm praise from me it's like oh good boy that's very nice yes that's good and if you get a good experience like that always quit while you're ahead it's like we went out we created a bit of a bit of curiosity in something new and that was enough for today everybody makes the mistake initially of pushing too far and then it all comes crashing down don't do that with a fearful dog the number one thing that dog owners do wrong when they've got a fearful dog and it's perfectly understandable is they try and reassure the dog while they're being scared and they'll use words like, oh, come on, good boy, be a good boy, or come on, be nice. You might as well be saying, you're being nice, you're being a good boy, and your dog misunderstands. So praising the dog, in effect, at the wrong moment is, is going to encourage them to do it all the more. It's better to use, you know, you mustn't go over the top, mustn't scream and shout, but you can mark those behaviours as unwanted simply by saying, no, no. You hear the tone of voice there? It's quite different, isn't it? So... We're going to move from be a good boy, you know, be nice, which sounds quite anxious, doesn't it, to this. Uh, no, not nasty, not up in the ante, simply marking that behaviour as unwanted. Save your nice voice for when they stop barking or they stop reacting in a way you don't want, particularly if they're looking inquisitive. Oh, good boy, that's nice. Big contrast. One moment, no. Next minute, good boy. Well, thank you for spending time with me and my my tips today and a bit of advice there on fearful dogs. If you're at your wit's end with your dog with, with any kind of problem, do send me an email or a voice note is great if you know how to do it. And you can send that to talkingdogs at avalonuk.com and I'll do my very best to help you on this podcast. Meanwhile, do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can catch up same place, same time next week. Here's an idea. Why don't you tell your friends about the podcast when you're out on your dog walk? Take care of yourself and of course your dogs. Bye for now.